Episode 170 of the Drive-By Podcast is sponsored by Les Delis Lafreniere. Five incredible Montreal locations, including The Hub, the original, St. Leonard, on Rue Lafreniere, Rosemere, Point Claire, Montreal West, and the newly expanded store in my hood, Brossard, on Tacheron Boulevard. Simplement, délicieux, it's Les Delis Lafreniere. I took my mom, Mama Freeway, to Baton Rouge just a couple of days ago. I'm going to let you know what happened. I'll tell you this. She loved it. BatonRouge.ca to find out the closest restaurant to you, including number 30 coming to LaSalle in the Montreal area very soon. It's Baton Rouge Grill House and Bar. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of paid sponsors. This is The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. The Drive-By podcast brought to you by OwnSpace. We know that Russia must uh, win this war. It's a, sorry, that Ukraine must wow. win this war uh, against Russia. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, thank you very much. And get the fuck out of our country. <laughs> he was in Poland. And that's what he said. That's what he said. He goes, he goes, Russia hopefully will win this war. This guy, okay, first of all, he's my age. And uh, now what? He's slipping up like, like Biden? Okay, not as much as Biden. But this is not a good sign there when you start saying things like this. And then, of course, he, he does this <laughs> stumbling, right? Like a, a complete and utter maniac, asinine imbecile is who's running this country. I've always said it. It's 80 years now. The drama teacher has outlasted, soon to outlast, almost any prime minister we've ever had. With back-to-back minority governments, this guy's still in power because of guys like Singh. They would have voted non-confidence like years ago. Well, at least months ago or weeks ago. But no, people keep fueling the Trudeau machine. Nobody likes this guy. There are F. Trudeau fields on, on you know, farms. You see it from Google Maps. You see it on, on land across Canada. There are flags flying. Okay, I try to take the classy route and... and I wouldn't fly an F Trudeau flag because even though I feel that way, but I just have more class than that. But I could, I could feel why people, I know why people go right to the profanity because this guy's disgusting. And how much more money are we going to keep giving the Ukraine fueling, fueling this proxy war? A war that, I mean, we have problems here at home. People are eating cat food and dog food. I'm not making this up. Bigger lineups than ever at food banks. And this freaking asshole keeps giving all our money away to fight this war that obviously he just said he wants Russia to win. (laughs) This is episode 170, by the way. If I haven't mentioned it yet, it's another solo cast. I'm upset. Canadians are upset. People have had enough of Justin Trudeau. This is the new narrative now. This is the new propaganda He's, he's saying, not only here at home, he said it on a podcast last week, not my podcast, because he would never come on a podcast like this because I would ask him real questions. I would probably tell him right off the top, listen, I don't like you, but this is your chance to defend yourself on the questions I'm going to ask you. Not softball questions. I heard him on a podcast out west. Again, softball questions. They probably have to vet all the questions that are going to be asked. 
It's boring. It's it's predictable. It's just once. I'd like to see this guy, hear this guy, answer real questions. Defend yourself. Have people ask you some serious questions about everything you've done to ruin this country. And then answer the questions. Anyway, this is the thing now he's saying, okay? So uh, the, the liberals have come up with this this script now. This is how they defend what they keep trying to do, and that's control you, control me, control this country, and and not have Canadians, everyday Canadians, have their own opinions or the right to question the government. This is dangerous. Listen to what he said in Poland. Around the world, we are seeing uh, a rising... Um movements of uh, either uh, authoritarian populism uh, or uh, skepticism about democracy itself. Uh, And we all need to recommit ourselves to standing up, not just for Ukraine, but through standing up for Ukraine to the very principles that make our countries strong and free. The things that make our country strong and free is being able, things like being able to question you, Justin, being able to question the government, why we're spending all this money. It's a proxy war. We're not even part of it. We're not even fighting this war. We're not on the ground. Why when Canadians are starving? Why when Canadians can't make ends meet? Do we keep sending all this money to Ukraine? Why? Why? And this guy continues to be a buffoon and embarrass us on the world stage. And when these psycho-progressive left-wing nut jobs and i'm not saying everybody on the left is a nut job but but at his level like really extreme left nut job start using words like populism authoritarian populism whatever the heck he uses do i have to read this again what a populism look it, they make it seem like this is a bad thing populism spreading all around the world right like this is a bad thing you know, you know here's what populism means is a political approach that strives to appeal to ordinary people who feel that their concerns are disregarded by established elite groups. That's what populism means. But they've made this word a bad word to mean like, in other words, there's this group of far-right people spreading misinformation. That's another word, by the way. When you ever hear misinformation and disinformation, yeah, it's in the quack book, the Justin Trudeau quack book. It's in there. It'll file it in uh, that section of the library. All these words, the library, library, because all these words are the same words they recycle over and over again to do what? To scare the population into thinking that these people that were at the Freedom Convoy, these people that rise up, protest, farmers are the bad people. Why? Because they're questioning the government. And that's why. We went through the period we went through because you weren't able to question the government. Justin Trudeau didn't want you to even dare ask him a question as to why do I have to take this? Why do we have to do this? No, he shut it all down. He divided, polarized Canadians, turned everyday people against each other, family members. It's the reason why we're in what we're in right now. And people distrust, mistrust, not only the government, but each other. Justin Trudeau and people like him. Listen, I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to keep playing stuff. Man, I need to calm down. I need some water. Out there, a deliberate, 
undermining of mainstream media. There are the conspiracy theorists, there are the social media drivers who uh, are trying to do everything they can to keep people in their little filter bubbles, to prevent people from actually agreeing on a common set of facts the way, you know, the CBC and CTV, when they were our only sources of news, you know, used to, used to, and global, used to project across the country, at least a common understanding of things. A common understanding of things! Just the way global CTV and CBC did. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 organi- the media organizations he funded. So in other words, he's sad. He's sad because those were the organizations of truth, right? Spreading his, his propaganda, the liberal propaganda. They, they were the ones. And then now all these other things have popped up. Questioning. Questioning is no good. No, no, you don't question the government. Well, maybe in a dictatorship, but in a democracy, you stupid effing moron, Justin Trudeau, you are allowed to question your government. He doesn't want that. These are his words. So he said it in Poland, across from the prime minister of Poland. He said it on a podcast here in Canada last week. So now this is what they're reinforcing. The Liberal Party keeps saying it all because they want to brainwash the people who haven't figured it out yet, all right? The only 20% of Canadians, because that's it. There's only about 20% of Canadians that would vote liberal if there was an election held tomorrow. And these are the people that, no matter what, they're the diehards that believe hook, line, and sinker what Justin Trudeau and, and his other idiot cronies believe and say and spread. But how could you not... How could you not listen to what I just played, a couple of clips already, and wonder, what the heck is this guy saying? It's insanity. It doesn't make sense. I don't care if you voted liberal for the last 30, 20. My parents voted liberal. Yeah, but my parents, my parents, my parents. It's over. The liberal party of the past is not the liberal party of today. If you can't question Justin Trudeau, you're you're in trouble. We're in trouble as a country. Listen to his, these are his words, not my words, his words. And then, well, the voice of reason, Pierre Polyev. Now, you might think Pierre Polyev is just a smug, snarky, whatever, because maybe you're, you're not a conservative, maybe you've always been on the left, whatever the case is. But, you know, when he talks about common sense, but well, listen now to, the, okay, look, you don't like Pierre Polyev, no problem. But listen to how Pierre Polyev answers Justin Trudeau on all this insanity he's been spreading here and overseas. And this new narrative now, the authoritarian populism that's spreading all around the world, bad, bad, these are bad things. Listen to Pierre Polyev and his answer to what Justin Trudeau is trying to do. We will oppose Justin Trudeau's latest attack on freedom of expression. What does Justin Trudeau mean when he says the word hate speech. He means speech he hates. Let's go through some of the things he said is hate speech. Jerry Butts, the puppet master, said that it was hate speech to criticize Trudeau for using the ridiculous term people kind, right? (laughs) Justin Trudeau said anyone who criticized him during the pandemic was engaging in hate speech. Basically, anybody who disagrees with his radical agenda when it comes to kids, he says, is hate speech. That's it. And if a kid can't transition or get puberty blockers, or if you say that a trans woman is not an actual woman because, you know, science, biology, if you say any of this stuff, including what I just said right now, Justin Trudeau's goal is to shut people, turn off microphones, 
shut people down, people like me and the many others across Canada who oppose his absolutely asinine propaganda. We should be able to, as parents, as citizens, question what the government does. And his stuff, all this stuff is crazy. If you were to bring up this stuff 20, 30 years ago, heck, even five years ago, people would think you're nuts. And now this is, this is the, the norm. Now, if you say something in your workplace and you question something like this, you're sent to HR. One warning, maybe now instead of three, you're gone. That's it. This is what people like Justin Trudeau want. They want platforms like this to be shut down. They don't want people like me talking to people like you. And, and it's not even that I'm preaching this or, or saying that this to you like, hey, listen to what I'm saying here on the Drive-By Podcast. I am your uh, David Koresh cult leader. Follow everything I say, Freeway Frank. No, no. That's what he does as the Prime Minister of Canada. You hear what he does. I'm saying you should be able to question what he's saying. And I'm, I've proven it in the first 13, 14 minutes of this podcast by playing all those clips. Who the normal sounding politician is, Pierre Polyev. And, and who the psychopath narcissist is, Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau will never be able to walk down a street in Canada alone without security once he leaves office because he's polarized the nation. So many people hate this guy. It would be dangerous for him to walk anywhere without protection. Maybe that's why he needs a 37-vehicle motorcade. I feel sorry for his kids. I feel sorry for anybody that is as a friendship with him because he's going to have a tough life after. All because he's a self-centered narcissist never wrong it's never their fault it's always someone else's fault the nazi in parliament not his fault even though liberal government and he signed off on having that guy in there when Zelensky was in parliament no they, they blamed it on the speaker of the house he took the fall it's always someone else's fault but justin trudeau's fault always and justin trudeau is the poison that is ruining this country if Justin Trudeau would just step down, things would automatically calm down and be better. Canada would be a better place. Immediately, the day after, minutes after, there would be a sigh of relief. Like, okay, it's a new era. Let's move on from this turd. I can't take this guy anymore. I can't take his smugness. I can't take his international gaffes liberals should have pushed out justin trudeau a long time ago and found a replacement to save their own party they don't care they don't care because if they cared they would realize the damage trudeau would do would be doing but i think they're all under this uh this psychosis this justin trudeau psychosis like in other words he's the cult leader they're all living in a barn somewhere in canada and they're all yes master this is where we are if anyone with common sense was part of the Liberal Party, they would have said, or at least they would have gathered uh, on the side to overthrow Justin and say, okay, Justin, you're out. Time to move on. I mean, the fact that he continues, I mean, what kind of, I mean, who is this guy? You know, and did you see him also threatening Putin, saying the, what, he, what he said to Putin, called Putin a weakling? Should the leadership in Canada be threatening and trying to intimidate Vladimir Putin? Of Russia, Justin Trudeau, you string bean, is trying to intimidate a thug who doesn't give a shit. Is this a good posi position for Canada? I don't know about you, but if I were 
any of the liberal backbenchers or anybody in parliament, doesn't matter what party I'd be saying, dude, stop going overseas and threatening uh, the enemy and saying things like trying to be all tough. And uh, Do we need, do we need Vladimir Putin <laughs> to be on our bad side? No, we don't. No, not with uh, Justin Trudeau as the figurehead. If Donald Trump was our prime minister and he started lacing into to Putin, I'd be like, okay, no problem. You know why? Trump is a thug and so is Putin. Thugs hang with thugs. Thugs stand up to thugs and thugs respect thugs. Justin Trudeau, sorry, buddy. You're not in the same category. So if you start shooting your mouth like that, do we want to be a target of, of Vladimir Putin? Uh, no, no thanks. I'll pass on that one, especially with our defense and military. Uh, no. Uh, don't be antagonizing Russia and Vladimir Putin like that. Especially when you're Justin Trudeau. You're a joke. You're a global joke. The majority of people think Justin Trudeau is a joke. The majority of people don't like Justin Trudeau. They think he's a joke. Just like here in Canada. That's why he only has 20% support. And the fact that 20% of, of the, the people, of the population in Canada would still vote for this guy shows me how out of touch they are and how maybe that's all they do is watch CTV, CBC, and, and Global. That's where they get their news and they can't think outside of the box if they think this guy is still a great guy. And you still see him in some parts of the country going where people are still taking selfies with him like it was 2014, like when he came out and it was cool to be that young generational prime minister taking selfies. You know, and by the way, I never liked the guy from day one. I used to be on the morning show with Natasha and I used to tell my old producer, Tom, and my other producer, Lee, that I didn't like this guy. He rubbed me the wrong way from the beginning, from the beginning. I remember being in Toronto and my old boss, female, having a massive crush on Justin Trudeau. And even back then, I used to tell her, this guy, there's something about him I don't like. He rubs me the wrong way. My gut feeling. That's why I play poker. I get gut feelings. My gut feeling has always told me this guy was no good. Another thing before I get into my sponsorships here and the people that support my podcast, who I love very much, by the way, I'm going to make something really clear here. I'll listen to me how serious I am. <laughs> Let me let me laugh about this a little bit, too, uh, a little bit, because I don't want people to think, "Oh, Frank is he's losing his mind today." No, I'm I'm still the same Frank. I have a, a good sense of humor, but now I'm gonna lay the cards down. The people that support me, I give back a thousand percent to them, but I'm never gonna hold back how I feel about things. I even put a disclaimer at the beginning of my podcast. People are trying to figure out why, Frank. Why do you put that disclaimer? It's because I respect my sponsors, and I know there are poisonous minds out there, dangerous people out there who look at a guy like me and think I'm the problem they, they, because I question things, because I am have the freedom, my own studio, my own microphone. I have no boss. Guess who my boss is? Me. My sponsors are not my bosses, by the way. If my sponsors choose to not be a part and support my podcast, I will respect them. I have contracts. I have deals with my sponsors. I make agreements with my sponsors. I'm respectful to them. That's why I put the disclaimer on. Okay, if I wasn't, I just do whatever the hell I wanted, but I'm never going to stop being who I am and saying what I want to say and speaking openly. The day I do is the day I die, meaning I die not only physically, <laughs> but I die inside. I'm never going to do it. 
I'm never going to bow down to anybody. To those couple of idiots out there, there's, there's a couple of people out there, okay? I welcome debate. I welcome a challenge. I welcome a discussion. I even roll back to some of my biggest haters a few times. I don't know why. My wife goes, I, 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 don't, I don't even know why you answer them. And I say, you want to have a coffee? Let's sit down. Have a coffee with me. See if I'm this, this person you think I am, this horrible human being. I guarantee you, you will like me after the coffee. But I don't have to defend myself to, to anybody. But that's the kind of invitation I make to people. Like, if you really think I'm an asshole, have a coffee with me. See if you still think I'm an asshole after the coffee. The reason why I do that is to prove to people that I am open. I am open-minded. I'm not the closed-minded person. I'm not the person that's reaching out to some of my sponsors, saying such vile crap to them, screenshotting, sending them pictures of things I put up on social media, calling me, I'm, I'm not making this up, calling me names. Again, all these words that Justin Trudeau uses, far right, uh, racist. I mean, I don't even understand what's going on, right? And they, they do this to try to affect my livelihood. You will never affect my livelihood because I'm going to make this very clear. And I wish I was recording this on camera and you could see my, uh, my face right now. I love my sponsors, but my sponsors have an opportunity at any point to question what I'm doing and say, Frank, we don't feel comfortable. We're out. And if they do, no problem. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to drag their name in dirt. I'm not going to criticize them for doing it, but I will not stop, ever stop being me. And if you think I'm going to fold, I'm going to fold my hand when I have a good hand and I know I'm winning this hand, and I'm just going to fold my cards and not put up a fight just because I'm going to lose some sponsors based on me being honest and not even saying anything horrible. I don't say anything horrible. It's because I'm questioning Justin Trudeau. That makes me a bad person. I play all those clips and I prove to you that he's the insane one and not us. So for all those morons out there, and there's not many, I think it might be the same person literally with five or six personalities, severe personality disorder, probably uh, mentally ill, who are trying to take me down. I'm not scared of anybody. I'm not scared of speaking. I'm not, if, I, if, I, if I was, I wouldn't be doing this. When many people folded, I didn't. I am not afraid. I will never be afraid. So try to take me down. Make it your life mission. You're a loser. You're toxic. You will never win. I'm winning now. I'm winning. I've always been a winner. I will always win. Even when I lose, I win. You know why? Determination, perseverance. No corporation, no individual, no one's going to take me down no matter what. So if you think you're going to eliminate me, eliminate all my sponsors, say all this nasty shit, why did, all, whatever these people say, these toxic scumbags, whatever they say, I'm still going to be here doing a podcast tomorrow. If I'm not here, I'll be doing something else. But my point is, I'm never going to stop speaking the truth and being honest and having a conversation. The day we stop doing that, we die as people. If you're the type of person if you're here listening to this, you're not that type of person. I know, because you would have been gone a long time ago. But if you're the type of person that keeps sweeping stuff under the rug, but you know the dirt remains under that rug, that's a heavy burden to carry. I have no dirt under my rug. You know why? I bend down, I use the, uh, the dustpan, I sweep it up, and I throw it in the garbage. I don't sweep it under the, the, the carpet like it never happened. We know a lot of people did that. 
most recently. I don't do that. I never sweep it up. I put it in the dustpan. I see the dirt right there. And then I call out the dirt. I go, ah, dirt. You're going in the garbage. Boom. And that's where I put it. File 13. You'll never take me down. And I will say it again. What kind of a horrible individual and human being contacts, reaches out to people that is, are trying to do business with me saying, don't do business with this guy. I mean, you got to be completely demented. I understand if you're at the Allen Memorial Institute, a mental institution, there's something wrong with you. I get it. Yeah, okay. I mean, there's something wrong with you. But if you're of sound mind and you have a regular job and you're married, have kids, and you're, you're sitting behind a, a computer keyboard doing this, you are an awful human being. I'm telling you, I'm going to find out who this person is because I, I believe it's one person. I really do. Episode 170 of the Drive-By Podcast is sponsored by Les Delices Lafrenet. I just ordered a custom cake at Les Delices Lafrenet for a celebration. I submitted a picture of what I want it to look like, and that's what they're going to do. Whatever the life celebration is, baptism, confirmation, those are all coming up, all those religious celebrations later this year, communion, even if it's uh, uh, what, whatever the cake is for, wedding, of course birthdays, theme cakes, they do it all. Work with one of their designers. Go to lesdelicelafrenet.com or check out one of their five locations at St. Leonard, Rosemere, Point Claire, Montreal West, and Brossard. It's Les Lafrenet. I was at Baton Rouge the other day in the South Shore, one of the locations near my house. I brought, my mom's been staying with us a couple of weeks. We've been having a nice time with my mama. She loves ribs, by the way. My mom loves ribs, and Steph makes some incredible ribs. But when you got you got Baton Rouge as a sponsor here on the Drive-By Podcast, and I've always loved the Baton Rouge ribs. I didn't. I, I had a hamburger this time. My mom had the ribs. I told my mom. She freaked out when she got the plate. She got the plate of the ribs in front of her, and she was like, oh, dear. She said, oh, God. What? In other words, that means, uh, how am I going to eat this? That's how much food they give you. Times are tough. You get clipped wherever you go. Baton Rouge, very fair in the sense that they always give you an abundance of food. My mom just had the, so she had half of the ribs and then she had more of the ribs for lunch today and they were just as fantastic a couple of days later. BatonRouge.ca, 29 locations, including the newly renovated and expanded restaurant Complex des Jardins in downtown Montreal and a new restaurant to come in LaSalle, making it 30. Baton Rouge, Grill House and Bar. Check out the closest restaurant to you at BatonRouge.ca. You got to make an effort to pronounce words properly. Now, we all make mistakes. We all say words Maybe the the way we learn them the first time, maybe it's because it's a foreign language and we thought the word was supposed to be pronounced a certain way, so it's been our, in our heads, right? It, it, it's just, that's the word. It's always been that word, but we, we've always said it incorrectly, so we continue to say it incorrectly. But to me, there's nothing more annoying when people pronounce dishes or words incorrectly recently i saw a video it's a video of this whiny guy he's so whiny and 
He's very like passive and he speaks like, um, yeah, so it's like very nasally and it's always like, you know, Valley Girl, but it's a guy speaking. And it's like, today we're making some Proschietto and Proschietto wrapped around the chicken. Proschietto, by the way, Proschietto, prosciutto, prosciutto. He called it Proschietto. See what I'm saying? Right. So right there, whether you're a cook, whether you're a social media cook, whether you're a YouTuber, whatever, the you lose me. And you lose a lot of people. Because you would have to be completely, have your head in the ground. Right? And, and not be aware of culture and all that. To call prosciutto. Prosciutto. Okay, even anglicize it. Okay? Prosciutto. Prosciutto. More anglicized. Okay? Not proschietto. Same thing with if you want to call focaccia, uh, you know, focaccia, no problem. I'll, t I'll take that. But when you call it focaccia, I have a problem. You can't bastardize the word to a point where it's unrecognizable. It's the same thing with, I think in the U.S. they say gyros, you know, come and get your gyros, Greek. But it's, it's yero. As far as I know, it's always been yero. It's, it's not gyro. But then you go to U.S., you say Euro, they look at you like you're, you're, you're insane. So, okay, you do as the people do in the country you go to, I guess. But to me, there's nothing worse than these, these YouTube, you know, flash-in-the-pan YouTubers who are out there cooking stuff, putting uh, macaroni and cheese with uh, poutine, they're mixing all stuff, and then you put a little proschietto. What? Proschietto. Prosciutto. Yeah, it's the same thing, look. I'm willing, parmigiano. I'm not expecting anglicized, you know, Canadians, French Canadians, Americans to say the word parmigiano, okay? Parmesan is not the word, though, okay? So parmigiano, you want to say whatever you want that's close to it, no problem. But then you say parmesan, parmesan, that's not the word. Parmesan, what the hell is a parmesan? Parmesan. Uh, that's not the word. It's parmigiano. And I think a lot of these words are, are that, that, that at least, that, that tilt me, that people mispronounce are Italian words. I guess because I just want people to, to get it right. So sometimes I try to correct them on the spot. I've corrected servers before. But if you're working in a restaurant, you're serving people, you should know it's not focaccia. It's not focaccia bread, it's focaccia. You should learn the proper pronunciation because there's nothing worse than somebody correcting you. When you're serving them the food they're about to eat, but you're mispronouncing the food they're about to eat. But then they tell you and you still continue to mispronounce it. I don't know if it's a generational thing, but that kind of stuff drives me, it drives me nuts. And it's all over Instagram. It's all over. I'm not even on TikTok, but I see the TikTok videos on Instagram. And it's all over. And, and, and it's, it, it makes me not only squirm, but it gives me an upset stomach. It really does. If ever you're down or sad or you want to laugh, the late, great Norm MacDonald, I've been seeing a lot of his clips lately. I've watched so much of his stuff, probably all of it. But I put on, I just, you know, search Norm MacDonald and put up uh, on my YouTube some some great clips from the past because he was he was absolutely brilliant and the the stuff that was the funniest in my opinion was the stuff he did on and a lot of people didn't even know that he had a podcast before he passed away here's norm mcdonald with larry king and i saw this clip 
it'll probably make you laugh just as much. College freshman Scott Damaro, Larry, set a new world record by using his head to bust 142 eggs, and he now officially holds a place in the Guinness Book of fucking retards. <laughs> <laughs> and Larry King always had, he was a great interviewer, always had, not a straight face, but you know, he's professional, right? Professional talk show host, radio guy, TV guy, is great. Loved Larry. He was the best at doing interviews. And the fact that Norm MacDonald made Larry King laugh like that, like, like a nine-year-old girl, was brilliant. And that's the kind of stuff you'll get from Norm MacDonald. Jerry Seinfeld ended up on his podcast. There's so much good stuff people don't even know about. Very under the radar when it came to his podcast. A lot of people didn't know about it. He was suffering. He, was, he had cancer during that time. Then he passed away. But Norm MacDonald never fails. His brilliance at comedy never fails to impress me. Even you know after his death. I, I love putting on his dry humor. I remember seeing him on Just for Laughs when Just for Laughs first debuted as a kid. And I used to play the old, you know, like I used to record. I was very into comedy. Uh, Louis Anderson, I remember watching. Sinbad, I remember watching. Uh, Eddie Murphy. Norm MacDonald, when I found out he was Canadian, was brilliant. And also Norm MacDonald had a, uh, a very uh, big gambling problem, okay? And uh, him talking about gambling was some of the best stuff I've ever heard. And I, I believe it was Artie Lang in his book, Wanna Bet, which I have here on the podcast table. It's a brilliant book by Artie Lang, who used to co-host the Howard Stern Show when the Howard Stern Show was actually a good show. And Artie was just, he's brilliant. He's a brilliant comedian. hes He's gone off the radar uh, for quite a bit of time now. Artie is you know, facing his demons. Hopefully, he'll be back again one day. But in his book, uh, Wanna Bet, he mentions some of the craziness with Norm MacDonald, who was a, a big gambler. And but just the way Norm Macdonald would would approach gambling and talk about gamble, gambling was just absolutely hilarious. So if you ever want to see any old footage from Norm Macdonald, and I'm not just talking about the SNL stuff. I'm talking about mostly the stuff he did on his podcasts or his appearances on late night talk shows like David Letterman stuff like that. Just put Norm Macdonald in, a bunch of stuff will come up, and you could have a good laugh and enjoy it. It's Freeway Frank. I thought I'd end on a high note since I, I started with uh, just Justin Trudeau. I mean, making fun of Justin Trudeau is always a, a high note for me, but it's a low note whenever he does something to misrepresent our country and make us look bad like on the world stage. So I thought I'd end with some funny stuff with uh, Norm MacDonald. This episode 170 is sponsored by the Delis Lafrenet, five Montreal locations. Check out the newly renovated and expanded store in Brossard where you could get a nice coffee to go or even have an in-store coffee. They'll make your sandwich, press it for you. Great deli section, always amazing pastries, donuts, cupcakes, cannoli, lobster tails. They've got it all, custom cakes for you as well and cakes that are available for you to take out right there when you go in store. Strawberry shortcake, cannoli cake, limoncello, Vanilla, amazing, just some of my favorites that I just mentioned. It's Les Delices Lafrenet Brossard and Les Delices Lafrenet, Montreal West, St. Leonard, Rosemere, and Point Claire. Check them out. Well, you heard me talking about bringing my mom to Baton Rouge. You could bring your family members, your mom and dad, 
and have a great dinner there, maybe with co-workers. Head to Baton Rouge, Complex des Jardins on St. Catherine in the heart of downtown Montreal for a 5 à 7 happy hour with people from your office. Why not then have a great dinner there any day of the week or on the weekend with your kids and family members. They'll all love the ribs, the spinach dip. They've got some amazing soups there. The appetizers, that's the thing. You can't just get just one. Great appies and then... Get the hamburger like I did the other day or the ribs like my mom did. My wife had some um, chicken tenders and it was all, I was, we were stealing from each other's plates. All fantastic. At Baton Rouge Grill House and Bar, find out the closest restaurant to you by going to batonrouge.ca with a 30th resto on its way in La Salle. It's Baton Rouge Grill House and Bar. If you enjoyed this podcast, please five-star it on Spotify or review or comment on Apple, available on Amazon, Google, Podbean. Tune in everywhere you get your favorite podcasts. You will hear the drive-by. It's available on YouTube as well. Past episodes with guests and more to come soon. Another episode of The Drive-By dropping later on this week. I'm Freeway Frank. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Ciao for now. The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. The Drive-By Podcast, brought to you by OwnSpace.